Our gospel lesson for today, the first Sunday of Christmas, comes from Luke chapter 2, verses 22 through 40. When the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, Mary and Joseph brought Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all people, a light for the revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, This child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be opposed, so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age, having lived with her husband for seven years after her marriage, and then as a widow until the age of 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped there with fasting and prayer night and day. At that moment she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had finished everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. People of God, may the grace and peace of our triune God be yours today and forever. Amen. Back in my office, I've got a lot of items of a personal nature. I mean, I mean that's normal if you've got a space that, that you inhabit. So I've got a lot of various knickknacks and other random things there in my office. And they all have various sentimental meaning for whatever reason. Now, there's all kinds of stuff back there. I won't go into the detail of what all it is, but there's a lot of things. And there's also, I've got a fair number of pictures. Now, again, this is pretty common. Whenever we have a personal space, we tend to have pictures there. Now, I really like pictures, and I, I think they're cool when we really stop and think about them, that a picture is a frozen moment in time. And we might be able to look at it and remember what was going on, or the person that is in the picture perhaps holds sentimental meaning for us or whatever. And it's kind of just a cool thing. Now, I've got one uh, picture back. That's actually two pictures, but they're framed together. And it's pictures taken of my son when he was a little bigger than that, but not very, he was about a year and a half old. And we had gone to a pumpkin patch and the pictures are taken from behind. And so here's this little bitty guy. And he's got his hands in his pockets. And he's got a baseball hat on backwards. It's like the cutest thing I've ever seen. But he's just looking. And you can tell that he's just taking in all of this stuff that's, that's around him. Just trying to understand in his little young mind what is all this stuff. And he doesn't really know what it is. But he's just 
looking at it. He's just taking it all in. Now, it's interesting to think about that little, roughly 18-month-old Jack and the, the changes that he's gone under now in, in almost two decades. I mean, he's pushing 20. He'll be 20 here in a couple of weeks. So he's not quite so small and bigger than me now. But who could have known what the next 20 years would hold for him? And, and isn't that the case? Not just for my kid, but for, for all of us. When we look at these moments or we think about these moments and we remember with longing that time, but none of us know what the future is going to hold. I mean, I think if any of us looked back at 20 years ago and thought, I had it all figured out and I knew exactly what was going to go, how many of us batted 1,000? Anyone? If you did, let me know what the secret is because I would really love to know. But it's this idea that we may have some inkling of what the future will hold, but we don't know the details. We don't know how they're going to shake out. We don't know what curveballs are going to come our way or what, what, uh, how things are going to shake out. We just don't know. Now, if, if this sounds kind of familiar in terms of, of general theme of what I'm talking about to what we heard last week at Christmas Eve, it, it, it should. We're still, as I mentioned before, we're still in the season of Christmas. We're still focusing in and around the, the story of, of Jesus entering into the world, the, the birth of Jesus. And what we have today is just sort of a continuation of that. Now, there's a little tiny bit of time that has passed since the birth of Jesus, probably roughly a month and a half which we can determine if we dig a little bit into some of the, the Jewish law that is referenced within our passage. But it seems that, that Jesus' parents, Joseph and Mary, have stuck sort of around the whole Bethlehem, Jerusalem area, and uh, knowing that they would have to go to the temple to dedicate Jesus. Now, the whole point of that, Jesus is the firstborn son, and within Jewish culture, of which they were, of course, Jewish, uh, the firstborn son is always dedicated to God. We actually hear a reference to that. So they've sort of stuck around this area. Now, what we hear today, I think, is an example of the way that God brought a multitude of different people to sort of surround this event of, of Jesus being born or, or to surround the, the birth of the Messiah or the Messiah entering into the world, however you want to word it. We hear a lot of different individuals sort of named as divinely inspired or Holy Spirit inspired We've got a couple of examples today, but there's, there's a whole lot more. If we consider not only in Luke's gospel, but also in Matthew's gospel that also features the birth of Jesus, a lot of different people had these, these Holy Spirit moments that sort of led them to be actively involved. Now, Joseph had an angelic dream or an angelic visit in a dream, so he's part of that. There was also the, the Magi. It's kind of funny, actually. Arlen asked me about the Magi this morning. Apparently, he's been reading his Bible, and kudos for him. He was thinking about the Magi. We know them. They're going to show up. That's also in Matthew's gospel. If we think about Luke's gospel, there's a lot of different individuals that get named. We have a priest named Zechariah. He's the father of John the Baptist. He has had a, a divine moment with an angel in the temple that has led him to prophesy, not only about John, but also about Jesus. We have... Mary, who gets the angelic visit from, from Gabriel. Side note, I love that you were playing Mary Did You Know earlier. Did Mary know? Yes. We, talk, we covered that last week. I'm going to let that go now. 
But Mary had this moment, this divinely inspired moment. Elizabeth, the mother of John the Baptist, she had one. John the Baptist even jumped in uh, Elizabeth's womb hearing the voice of Mary. So that was kind of a cool situation. All of these different people, also we had the shepherds. We heard about them last week too. All of these different people inspired by the Holy Spirit or with the Holy Spirit resting upon them gather around to, to embark in this time, to embrace this time, to participate in this time. And now we have two more individuals. Mary and Joseph bring the, the infant Jesus into the temple. And we hear about Simeon and we hear about Anna. Now, Simeon is, uh, he actually speaks. We, we hear his words. We hear what he has to say, the prophecy that he makes. And then we have Anna, who also prophesies, but we don't hear her words. And these two are interesting. Inspired by the Holy Spirit, they witness Jesus. They see Jesus. And I'm really focusing in more on Simeon and his words and his statements that he makes. Now, we don't know a ton about this guy other than he, uh, he, he is apparently holy enough, or he's not holy, but the Holy Spirit rests upon him and gives him a lot of divine insight. And he's been given the promise through the Holy Spirit that he would not die until he saw the Messiah. And we don't know how old he is. We, we assume he's an older guy, but we don't really know. But in this moment, he sees Jesus, knows that this baby is the one that he's been waiting for. And he gathers him in his arms and blesses him, and he prophesies about him. And I really appreciate the very first thing we hear. I, I, I want to read it to make sure I don't mess it up. Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation. That's an interesting statement that Simeon makes, that he seems to know, he seems to recognize that no matter what life and or death will now hold for him, God has been faithful to the promise that he has seen the Messiah. He has seen God's salvation firsthand, and now you may dismiss your servant in peace. When I think about that statement, I'm reminded of a lot of conversations that I've had with individuals over the years, some of them fairly recently, with people who I think knew that the end was getting pretty close. And they've always expressed a sense of calm and a sense of peace. And maybe the best word for that is a sense of hope, that no matter what they're going to experience in their last moments in this life, and whatever it is that they will experience on the other side of death, they find a calm sense of hope that God will be faithful to the promises that God has made, that no matter what will ultimately happen, they're going to be okay. That's a really wonderful thing to witness in another individual who has made peace with the unknown. And I was thinking a lot about that general sensibility, this idea of hope in the face of unknowns, in the face of, of difficulties, in the face of hard stuff, and thinking about how we find that in the truth of the gospel, when we have faith in the promises that God has made. As we look out at that unknown future, whether we're a little short 18-month-old at a 18-month-old? Yeah, I said that right. That, that's looking out at the unknowns and trying to learn and discover, or if we are in the middle of our life, or if we're approaching the end of it, looking out at what is unknown, and knowing that regardless of what happens, God is going to be faithful to each and every one of us. Now, that's the promise of the gospel. That is the promise that Jesus entered into this world in order to fulfill for us. And 
it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Now, it's perhaps fitting that today is New Year's Eve. We're on the verge of another new year of 2024. Now, how many of us know exactly what 2024 is going to hold? Anybody batting a thousand? Nope. And that's okay. We may have general ideas, and yet we're all just experiencing it as we go along, because that's how we experience this reality. We can look back at the past, we experience the present, the future's not set, but we hope for it. And we've <clears throat> we find that sense of calm and peace, knowing that God will be faithful to the promises made to every single one of us. May we hold on to that as we move into the unknown, because hey, Every day is the unknown, isn't it? But glory to God that God has promised to be with us always. And no matter what this world throws at us, it's going to be okay. Amen.